Hi, my name is Wambui Kenya. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Andala. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Wambui. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, I mean, there's a stereotypical picture I have, and I, don't, I think most, most people within Africa's emerging tech ecosystem might share this stereotypical image they have of Andela as this place, as this startup. As this. There are no problems over there. You guys are just sailing. You all are good with Mark Zuckerberg. You got the money. Uh, you got a team. You're building like Harvard for coders. People are trying to get in. You can't. Your clients can't get enough. Man, like first world problems over there, Dandela. It sounds like. It feels like. I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, certainly the the ability to fundraise has made um, some of the challenges a little bit easier. But fundraising doesn't necessarily solve for all the challenges that come with how do we get Andela to scale? How do we expand? Um, people often wonder sort of what are the biggest challenges? Things like infrastructure. When you're adding 15 to 20 people every given month, how do you find a physical space that will grow um, with that level of intake? And now with the recent raise, we're looking to even increase that even more. Um, certainly the challenges or opportunities, as I prefer to call them in Africa, are also real. So when you've got double elections in Kenya, what does that do for construction projects? So it is not that easy. And then also just finding that 15 to 20 developers, the top talent that we do seek out. Um, you have no problems, surely. I mean, everyone applies. Anyone who's aspiring to, to code or participate in this sort of gig economy-esque vibe that you guys are part of definitely must be applying. I mean, other people must have this problem, not you, surely. Okay, so certainly there's interest, and there's um, an an interest that I don't think people ever fully satisfy. But how do we find exactly what we're looking for at Andala? So it's looking for the learning potential. It's looking for people who are comfortable to be in a high-feedback environment, people who are looking to collaborate and actually match our values. Um, Those are things that are extremely important in order for you to get into Andala. But also, how do we scale that in a way that it takes quite a lot of effort and quite quite a big team in order to vet the intake that comes in each month um, to run boot camps. How can we become more efficient? How many facilitators must we have in order to be able to prepare even more developers for Andela? And so we've been testing out, um, if I can call it R&D, around how might we scale learning communities that allow people to, in their own time, begin to present themselves as a top talent we're looking for in a way that doesn't require the rigor of having to do this each and every month. So interesting challenges and certainly very um, not necessarily easy to solve for. Okay, so I mean you've already started to allude to some of the um, what sort of hype versus reality situations. I want to carry on along that vein. Could there be a more covered startup on the continent in foreign media? I don't think so. So I mean you've obviously read a lot about yourselves. Um, You've been at water cooler conversations. You've seen the tech blogs. You've probably listened to a podcast or two Uh, that we've put out and talked about you guys in passing. What's the number one misconception or oversimplification you've heard? Um, There are a few, but I'll maybe touch on the top two. One is that we're a school, so we are not a school. We identify talent. We take them through a four-year leadership program. Um, And the second one is that it actually is a leadership program. So as much as we are creating and shaping world-class developers or technologists, um, a very important component to what drives a successful Andala is actually beginning to also impart leadership skills. Okay, so wait, isn't that semantics though? My BBA degree took me four years and 
my university would like to think, uh, you know, Helderberg College, shout out to you, um, that as part of that, uh, they imparted like leadership uh, uh, values. Uh, how is that different and why is it important that people understand that or correct that misconception? Sure. It begins from who you are when you're joining Andela. We are obsessed about living our values, excellence, passion, integrity, collaboration. How does that show up for each and every individual and in how they are expressing themselves as leaders, even simply of those values? Then in terms of technology and leadership, it's really it's less about how do you become a domain expert in your technology stack, but how are you expressing empathy? How are you expressing curiosity? How are you collaborating on things that you're passionate about to make yourself a known leader? Um, how are you mentoring and coaching others so that you then are also able to see your skills and your strengths and how you are growing as a leader? So those are things that are most important to us in application um, as part of that technology leadership program. So, it's not so what's the straight line between that and like the, the business, the value proposition that you make to the Fortune 500s that eventually take up your talent? is that our learning culture takes us very seriously. And so you taking on a developer from Mandela comes with someone that is continuing, co continuing to grow, not just by demonstrating value for you, but also because we're in continuing to invest in their learning journey um, and how they demonstrate that. So you might hire someone that might have started off as a, maybe a mid-level developer and within a year are able to express and demonstrate their ability to be a technical team lead. So, um, yeah, so it's just being very conscious about how we continue to level up. Okay, so you mentioned one. You said there was a second thing that's commonly misperceived or oversimplified about what Andela is and is trying to do. Sure. The other one is that we are in some way contributing to brain drain. That's another one. Um, we've also heard it today at the conference. So you're not? No, we're not. We are 1,000 employees, of which 930 reside on the continent of Africa. I'm not too sure how that was supposed to be brain drain, given that, yes, we are giving our developers global experiences, which may come from working with partners outside of Africa, but that is content and knowledge that is remaining on the continent and expressed through meetups, expressed through workshops, expressed through um, a lot of the Google developer groups and the Facebook developer circles are led by Andela developers, and they're bringing their ability to deploy applications for 10 million users around the world to those conversations and so we're constantly looking to see how we enhance the craft um but look i mean okay so i take your point and i so i suppose brain drain would be the wrong thing to say i think um but i mean we can't argue with the fact that it's costing far more to hire a coder in lagos than it used to uh pre-andela that's a, i guess a third misconception right <laughs> look i mean th my people say <laughs> no so we don't pay above market um, for the developers that we do hire. So wait, so Lagos has been underpaying developers. Is that what you're saying, basically? Essentially. Because, no, but, but even when we look at salary benchmarks, we are certainly paying, when we're hiring, because we're not just bringing in people as um, in the four-year program, we're also hiring senior developers. They come in as learning facilitators, they're helping us build product, they're senior consultants. And so we have a sense of what the market um, would pay for good software talent and we're not paying above it um, so we have developers who come to us and say here I, here's an offer I have um, generally even foreign right um, that is triple what I'm making at Andela but I'm choosing to stay so I think the thing that perhaps Andela is creating in the ecosystem is 
other reasons to stay at Andala other than salary. Ah, okay. Well, fair enough. So let's talk about something we've, we've said on the show. You might have heard it. Um, we're not massive fans of your biggest fans, our blue friends at Facebook. And I use friends uh, <laughs> you know, facetiously. But um, let's address this issue that some people have with the perception that there are certain business interests, some of them based in Silicon Valley, certainly Facebook among them, that don't seem to um, gel with the overall narrative many of us believe should be told or even backed in terms of uh, Africa's progress. And and it's almost painful sometimes that the biggest startup success to date, at least in in investment terms, you know, um, is, is joined to the hip to, you know, Facebook, which is is problematic to a lot of people for many things and I don't expect you to speak for Facebook but I mean I wonder how you guys think about these issues in terms of I mean you guys police your your brand fastidiously and you you must be aware of this perception and and I don't know if it's going away and and how you guys think about it at Andela. Um, so certainly I cannot speak on behalf of Facebook. The investment was actually from Chan Zuckerberg Institute, which is more the philanthropic sort of um, or more investment arm of what Mark Zuckerberg and his wife perceived. Oh, yeah. So Facebook, basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, but I get what you're saying. There is a distinction, you guys, which we'll talk about because it's foreign aid money. But we'll, we'll talk about that, okay, in a second. So um, as investors, um, I think the ex- the interest and the excitement around Andela was seeing a company that had created a business model around a opportunity around human capacity. So what they see is untapped talent. They see the ability to shape that talent in a way that has meaningful, um, meaningful value that it can then produce for companies that are looking for software talent. Um, I think they see the need for tech talent to be able to inform and participate in the opportunities from an entrepreneurial perspective. I think the truth is we all saw that and there's no doubt that you guys are, you know, you, you're the truth in that regard. I think there, there was a general consensus long before Facebook came along um, or the deal was announced that Andela was this amazing, uh, you know, thing to watch. And it's, it's almost an, it's an unfair question to ask, to be fair. The... I mean, we, yeah, let me let you finish. Let me finish. Because I feel like at the end of the day, as investors, they represent themselves as our other investors do, which is truly understanding the mission, but also holding us accountable to actually building a viable business and one that can continue to grow and scale. So that is their expectation of us. Beyond that, there isn't much else. And I do feel like if there were opportunities to take on other investors, as we did for our CVC, that was led by a South African and Zimbabwean. Shout out to you, Pulit Dagobang. Who is the Zimbabwean? His business partner, Pardon. Oh, yes, Pardon. Of course, the Zimbabwean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think that was in itself a statement because surely following a CZI-led round, I think a lot of Silicon Valley was expecting for us to then go with other bigger players in Silicon Valley and for us to make a statement around having um, CRE lead the round goes to show that, yes, there is interest and there is value that is derived from Andela. And so... And they, and they, and uh, Bule sits on the board, right? Yes, he's now recently joined the board. And he better. <laughs> and, he's a, and, and he's a powerful and very, very important voice on the board as well. I'm sure he is. Pula is not going to come there and be quiet. I'm sorry. 
Exactly, exactly. No, we love Pule. And Pule's has been part of the Andala story from the very beginning um, and has grown his investments through Andala. And so perhaps the change to the narrative, or rather than focusing on the more famous investors, is really looking at those that have taken a stand and taken a stand for Andala. Long before, long before everyone else. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So let's talk about the other thing. I suppose you've addressed it somewhat in that, again, it wasn't Facebook. It was the, you know, the Chan Zuckerberg uh, initiative that, that invested initially, or at least opened the world to this amazing potential that we all knew about. But um, yeah, how do you guys think about that? Because I think it did you guys a disservice in as far as take the focus off just the brilliance, the, the, the brilliance of Andela as like business operators and and frankly the fundamentals of this business you know are you guys profitable are, are you cash flow positive what's what's the situation in terms of that because i feel like that investment that specific investment made us think oh well i guess you know foreign aid's going to make sure this doesn't go away or this is going to be the next next impesa you know what i mean um, so not yet profitable, but certainly we are within range of when that happens and there's an expectation around that. Um, Is it like a year or two more? Are you allowed to say? Not allowed to say. But within within sight. <laughs> okay, so if you stand on a hill, or is it if you're in the sky? <laughs> within sight. <laughs> okay, so she's, I'm not winning here. <laughs> but I will say that um, for a lot of our investors, the drive actually is not for profitability. It's really for continuing to to take on the opportunity. What we see is a growing need for truly good software talent and thought partners. Um, and then on the flip side, there is all this opportunity for this untapped talent um, to be proven. And so, and we've, we have a very interesting set of investors. We've got sort of social impact investors and then we've got certainly the ones that are... So basically the real ones and the, the others. But I think it's a healthy mix and I think one, one that's important, right? Um, to you understand why it rubs people like me the, up the wrong way though, right? Completely, I do. <laughs> I do, I do. But I think, again, it's a, a healthy mix and so therefore the voices and where we are being asked to, to prove and demonstrate... Um, becomes more balanced and so we see a lot of opportunity to truly double triple quadruple in size and and that's how we get them and so is this a space race i see gabay over there i don't know if we rate the other amsterdam based outfit i can't remember them that kind of thing is this a space race is this why like the raises are so important keeping your money up (laughs) is important can this be likened to what's going on in, say, mobility in terms of like Uber and Taxify and you know, all these guys just trying to keep bucks up? That's a good question. Um, all I see is a lot of opportunity. This is not my personal take. And yes, I think Candela benefits for being sort of the first company doing exactly what we're doing and doing it in the way that we are. It would have been easy to potentially try to replicate the India or China model, um, but we found a way that actually benefits the individual as well as um, able to create a business around the need. Sorry, please unpack that a little. The India-China model looks like what? So it's a room of 500, maybe I'm being a bit provocative here, but order takers. Um, as opposed to developers who are actually very individually selected um, to be thought partners as embedded members of whatever the global engineering team might be um, to the point where we have developers who put their partner names um, on their LinkedIn as an expression of how vested they are in the company and the company is vested in them. They'll get invited to go to the company retreats and so this feels a lot more personalized and a lot more... um, A lot more Airbnb versus Uber. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, what did I want to ask you a question before I made that joke? So in terms of, you know, the, the sort of order taker farms that you just described, you know, that, that's interesting to me because it lets me into your minds and as far as who you consider direct competition or your most immediate competition. When you guys are at your strategy table and you're thinking, we need to stay ahead of these people or we need to keep these guys in the review, like when you're in full-on capitalist mode and, you know, hopefully not all the way American in that regard, uh, you know, do or die or that kind of thing, um, them or us. Um, but, but, yeah, who do you think about in terms of, oh, yeah, those guys, okay, let's keep an eye on them. Sure. Um, our biggest competition is, truth be told, the partner hiring someone. So what we're saying is the way teams work, the, when you think of like the future of work, um, when you think about how a company that is struggling to find good talent finds talent, um, that's who we're looking for. So it's less sort of here are the highly detailed functional requirements, hand them over to a room of people I will never need to know. Um, we don't take on project work as such. We take on partnerships. So it's almost like retainers. Exactly. So it's 12-month relationships and beyond. And the expectation is that you will... I love how you've got, you guys have found beautiful language for all of this. this is, and, and I mean this in, a, in the most complimentary way, really. I mean, it, it essentially is a retainer, right? But, I mean, you, it's relationship, it's tough. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. I love how you guys think. It's, a, it's, it's good stuff. But it's working. I mean, 40% of our business is upselling. So this is someone who could not find a DevOps developer. And now we've introduced them to Tolu in Nigeria. And they've said, Tolu is leading my team now. Can I have 10 more Tolus? Um, and then signing them up for 12 months plus. I mean, that's... Um, that's I think. How, we're losing them to... So it, this happens as well. So my well, we subscribe to Sweep South in South Africa. You might know them. And uh, we it, it took us about four people they sent through till we found the one she's incredible uh, i won't say her name obviously privacy issues but she's incredible also you guys will take up all the days we use and stuff and we won't be able to have any but n- nonetheless she's got more work than she can handle and um at the point at which our family can sustain to have a full time uh we're making an offer straight up and down how do you prevent that you're on your way to so i suppose you started to explain that but i mean these are your clients at the same time i mean how do you does it ruin a relationship when it happens for example Um, So, so far, we haven't had it happen, and only because for many of our partners, they do know that this is a four-year employment contract. And in fact, now we're getting into, Nigeria is going to be a year in July. Now we're getting into a conversation with our partners. We're saying, I'm so excited about the developers that I have. I want to continue working with them. How can we have a conversation around how I now directly contract with them versus going through Andala? But certainly the considerations remain the same. Infrastructure is always going to be a consideration, power, internet, and so on. Because they're not offering to fly these guys over there. They're like, no, you keep them over there. I just want a direct contract with you, in which case, come over here and do it yourself. <laughs> you should tell them where to get off. <laughs> well, but it also, it also it potentially provides us a new business um, product. or What, rec- recruitment, I guess? Yeah, so now it's you know you know them, you know us, and how do you continue to grow your teams with this individual who might now be directly co- associated or contracted with you, but then certainly allows us to um, to grow the team 
um, that continues to support that individual. Um, so we've we've created what we're calling the launchpad, which is really looking quite obsessively at where do our developers go after the four years, because we do expect many of them to leave Andala. Um, the hypothesis was potentially continuing to work with their partners as an Andala employee, um, potentially to work with their partners as a direct employee of their partners. Many of them will be injected into the local ecosystem as in, as in, as one hopes, one hopes. Absolutely. Because again, like I said, we, we, we price the market, right, in terms of our salaries. And so therefore, they're not unaffordable. But I would question to what extent might they make their companies exciting. <laughs> um, like I said, we, we, we've created a culture that allows people the people expect to level up continuously. It's a, very, it's a true a learning culture, but then also just a culture of where we can question and expect to get a response or the respect to be able to get a response. Not very typical. I don't imagine too many corporate entities in Lagos allow anybody as to question much if the MD said it or the, or the C-suite has spoken, that's it, right? Eh? Yeah, and we've and so now we're beginning to engage with a lot of sort of influencers within the the ecosystem that would potentially be employing them. But we've had, I mean, I've I've been witness to a conversation which was culture. What is culture? The fact that they get their salary at the end of the month is culture enough. So that potentially is not going to be an organisation that is going to win an Andela developer. But um, I think it's a disadvantage to them in terms of they're going to need to adjust for the expectations of what workers are going to need in order to, to to sustain and to keep them globalization's happening globalization's here but, but, but i think it's, also, it's a retention question so it's not even so much about they could they can find someone else remote and distributed but how do you even keep your remote and distributed team as part of your team globalization using the wrong word obviously but happening in your own backyard <laughs> exactly but i mean but it's the future of where things are going <laughs> absolutely so I, I wish we had like an andela coder here to, for me to answer this question but i'll, I'll let you where? He's in the room. He's, he's in the room right now? He's leading um, one of the sessions on cryptocurrency. Is he, is he the Bitcoin miner? Yes, yes, he is. He's here. He's on my list too. We've got like, people I want to speak to. <laughs> you see, Andela helps you. <laughs> Andela helped me. He's really helping with content. <laughs> so no, no, for real, because I wanted to, well, I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to ask him. So you know the question I want to ask him? The question I want to ask him is basically, um, how does he think of career within the context of this new option that didn't exist literally like a handful of years ago, like what's his roadmap, personal roadmap in terms of career, uh, given this new hybrid you guys are introducing and some of the models that you're, you're toying with? Could it be that you guys make it cool to spend the, your entire life working for one company again? Could that happen? Is, in his mind, is this, you know, what's the next logical step? Uh, you know, how does he, for himself as a coder in 2018, think about his career and where does he place you and all the other opportunities in the world and see himself in that? Yeah, I am so curious to hear how Eugene responds to this because he's um, someone that I quite admire in terms of he's able to find a way to create 26 hours out of a 24-hour day. Um, he's a dad. He's an awesome developer. He's an entrepreneur. I think he's been exposed to enough things that I feel like an Andela developer who's now beginning to look at the end of their fourth year will be challenged with so many ideas and so many opportunities and trying to figure out which one makes sense. I foresee 
not necessarily someone working at Andela for their entire career, but perhaps coming to Andela several times in their career, so at, dif at different junctures. Um, so he's someone who is leading a lot of the JavaScript um, developer circles in um, in Kenya. He's into cryptocurrency as he's become more famously known. He's um, doing amazing work from a DevOps perspective with his partner. So I just feel like what Andela's allowed him to do is to truly experience um, and create depth in several areas as a technology leader. And he's truly a leader because he's also quite influential within the um, the, techno the technology leadership program at Andela. Yeah, I suppose it's also true that you're going to figure this out with them, right? Because, I mean, this is this, it's not as though there's uh, too much precedent about, you know, in terms of like what, what you guys are building here and the way you're going about it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. We poll our developers every quarter and ask them, what do you expect to do after Andela? And we're beginning to... You better because you're going to lose them all. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how that's began to shift. And I think the, the, the answers we're going to see, what, what we'll actually see in uh, Nigeria will differ vastly from Kenya. Um, but I think what's been interesting to see, and I think, um, but this goes into my own personal opinion, is many, of, many are saying, wow, there's still so much more to learn. I can't assume I can just become an entrepreneur at the drop of a hat. And so I'm also understanding why it's important for me to be able to collaborate. Um, so you'll find there's a lot of passion projects at Andala, but you'll find um, the question of impact in education is suddenly become vastly different for a developer who's sitting in Uganda trying to build an app for his college when he then realizes that there's other developers in Nigeria that are trying to solve for something similar and then they begin to address, okay, what actually is the problem that needs to be addressed from an education perspective? And so I think that's going to be very powerful in terms of the entrepreneurial ideas that come out of Andela as well, just by, just by virtue of the exposure to other people and problems they're trying to solve. Yeah, I mean, clearly this event doesn't want us to be great. I think lunch has been called. I can hear all this noise. I've got two more questions for you. And um, the first is, what should we expect in terms of, like, expansion? Anything you can tell us about, should we, uh, we're in Southern Africa, are you guys coming through? Uh, I mean, you're already in, in, in East Africa and as far as, you know, Kenya, you know, Lagos on lock. I, I know, you know, scaling is always a challenge, but w what's the next obvious step here? Um, now, with the news coming out of South Africa, perhaps things um, do change. I think we do a lot of diligence around um, the countries that, that make a lot of sense. What we look for in terms of expansion... Well, you could not have guessed Kenya was going to take a, a left turn in 2017. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> and I think the, the unpredictability of Africa is what makes it so exciting as well, right? But I think we really look at um, where the markets that have the most potential learners... Um, where has there been the existence of um, stable tertiary education? Which I didn't say good necessarily, but just stable tertiary education. Zimbabwe. <laughs> and so, um, and then we also look at, is there a, a nascent or growing tech ecosystem? Because certainly that's where we're going to find the facilitators, the senior developers, the product managers, and so on. Um, so expansion is top of mind. I think we'll be announcing most likely closer to 2019. Um, because in order for us to be able to meet the expectations of the inflection, um, we will need to expand. So the, my last question is about you and your personal contribution to your company and uh, yeah, your, your, your company's strategic resource. Give me a sense of like what uh, takes up most of your time while at Indela. I can't even imagine you in front of this big board. Like there's a revolving... A boardroom of people coming in and out to sort of just, you know, load up strategy and 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 just deposit all this information that goes into this massive grid 
and you're just managing things and it's all touch screen and you know it's very futuristic yeah so you know just burst that bubble for me or validate <laughs> well i'd like to i'd like to visit that office but <laughs> but certainly what's um what's top of mind is how do we grow to scale how do we grow we have an amazing work culture at andala and one that isn't top down certainly it's one that is owned and identified by each andalan um we call ourselves andalans um but it's looking at where do we go so expansion has been top of mind for me but then also as we look to bring in more people are the bits that are our engine in terms of how we identify the talent how we then immerse them how can we make that scale even outside of andela so that now it becomes we we began doing a lot of testing with these distributed learning communities how can we identify 15 developers in zimbabwe without actually having to physically go to zimbabwe those are things that are quite important to us and we began testing that out with technology partners so we've been doing a I love how you just named zimbabwe go love it <laughs> um but also looking to see what are the potential new products that we can offer our partners if i ran into you in the middle of the week what would this everything you're describing look like i'm, I'm sorry to interrupt sure sure no it's a lot of conversations it's um, a lot of partnership conversations to figure out how can we potentially scale how can we expand without taking on the burden of vc money which is quite costly um so where else who's who else is thinking about skills development on the continent who's thinking about youth employment who's thinking about ict innovations how might we partner and present andela as a potential um as a partner that can deliver on the promise of skills and the promise of employment and the promise of ict innovations but it's also looking at the professional service companies what have they done that we do not need to replicate and replicate um because as much as an andela is unique in what we are doing as far as high end ict skills and then matching that to employment there's a lot and how that gets played out that has been proven over the last 20 years of doing agile software development so how do we not only learn but then also embed it into our culture um and then now that we we've gone from um when i joined less than 300 employees to 1000 in a year um what do we need to prepare and put in place to ensure that we can scale and still deliver on the promise of andala both for our developers and for our partners uh, and then sometimes you sleep and then we'll sleep <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes you're home to to cook a meal and eat yes but this but that's also an important point because i think it's also i'm a working mom so how do we also make it possible for working moms to be able to be successful at andala as developers or um or in other roles um I must I must add cuz I I was um remiss for not um adding this we believe brilliance is evenly distributed and therefore it's also gender neutral um and so we do a lot of work and I do spend a lot of time and effort there in ensuring that we can find more women developers 30% of our developers are female um we will not rest so no sleep until we pass 